0: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. I am your co-host, Philip, with my brother, the wonderful Joey Karuba. Good morning. And uh, today we are taking a little bit of a break from Star Wars. Uh, We've been on a little bit of a Star Wars train these last few weeks, and uh, even though May is coming up and it is going to be May the 4th, uh, do not worry, we will probably put out a May the 4th episode, but we thought we'd change gears a little bit and talk about something that is also near and dear to our heart, and that is Marvel. And the last thing we did Marvel-related was the Rotten Tomatoes breakdown, which was actually really fun to do and was a really well-done episode, and a lot of you guys enjoyed that. So uh, we thought we'd bring back Marvel. And for our first conversation back into Marvel, we thought we'd kind of keep it cool and casual, and we do something called our Marvel Hot Takes. Now, if you're not sure what a hot take is, basically it's just like a fancy way of having an opinion. And, um, you know, obviously fans of communities and fandoms have either some pretty spot on or just basic opinions and then some of them are kind of like way in left field and um, those are the ones that are more considered like hot takes but I mean as you'll see like hot takes could be good I mean they could be a good thing they could be a bad thing but um, considering that there are so many out there and so many people have done their own hot takes we decided to kind of sit down and just make a small little list of our own personal hot takes and what is cool is that we do not know each other's lists So we don't know what our takes are. So basically, as the episode progresses, what we're going to do is that we're going to go one by one and share one of our hot takes. And we're basically going to say if we agree, if we disagree. And, um, you know, we'll just talk about it a little bit further from there. But, uh, you know, before we jump right into it, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, Sorry we missed uh, last week. You know, it's just it's the end of the spring. So, you know, we're getting a little busy with school, you know, finishing some finals and some final assignments and everything. So, uh, you know, we appreciate your patience, and, uh, you know, it's definitely good to be back. And uh, before we continue on with the conversation, I'm going to turn it to my wonderful brother as I ask him the question that I always ask every week with, Joey, how are you doing today?
1: Surviving. All you right, know, yeah, we, we got two survivors in a row, yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. Nice. yeah. very nice, very nice. Was, yeah, he thought I was going to say something else. Yeah, I tricked you up on that one, didn't I? Um, did. I was a little stunned. I'm doing all right. I'm my usual, you know, a little tired and everything, but that's that's normal. Um, yeah, again, sorry guys that we were uh, unable to do an episode last week. It's just been very busy lately, um, you know, work, school, all that fun stuff. I actually am graduating from college in less than a month now, so I'm you know happy to finally be done with that and be over it. Um, I'm also in the process of moving on in certain uh, areas of my life. So I'll keep that a little surprise from now on, be as none of our viewers know. But it's quite exciting and a little difficult at times. But, um, you know, I am looking forward to things. And, uh, you know, we're just just seeing what's going on. But, um, yeah, you know, I was looking at our episodes, and the last couple of episodes haven't been doing the greatest and I feel like a lot of more episodes like this you guys enjoy and please I know we don't have a big following but just like if you enjoy certain episodes like feel free to interact with us on any of our socials because you know I I don't know my brother put out a poll and like I think I was the only one that answered um you know about this episode today and it would be nice to have you guys actually like get included and I think we can get to the Uh, level of other podcasts and everything but you know otherwise you know doing well uh you know ready for guardians guardians is coming out uh you see the poster right over there right
0: that way there you go there you go well
1: done there There you go yeah i was thinking about it before i did it um (laughs) that's the Guardians poster over there if you guys cannot tell um so i am pretty excited about it and you know i'm hoping to do a screening on wednesday and you know get a little early access to see how it is. I'm looking forward to uh, I'm not looking forward to falling my eyes out, you know, especially with Rocket and all that, but I am looking forward to seeing more of the Guardians. But um <coughs> how you doing, Phil? How you doing? How you doing? How
0: you doing? I am doing fantastic to be honest. Well, I how? have my final day of classes tomorrow in person until I start the summer semester. So I'll have ready, yeah, you know, like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know. I you know, I, I have a good week or two off after that. Uh, So I finished the rest of my assignments, class is going to be done, I got like one more thing to do after that, and then I'm all good for the semester. Um, Star Wars month is coming up, so of course, you know, we're super thrilled about May the 4th, you know, I'm looking forward to these, uh, you know, these uh, Funko Pops that are coming out, these Legos that are coming out, you know, I've been having those financial battles every day, you know, trying to figure out what makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, um, no, I mean, I mean, right now, uh, everything's uh, everything's pretty good. Probably going to be doing some more dog sitting. So, uh, you know, that'll be fun. Um, but uh, other than that, might be taking the surprise trip up to New York uh, at the end of May for someone's special day. But we'll have to wait and see. There might be some developments in the work there. It's so, my special uh, day. It's your day. It's your day. It's my, day. Uh, yeah, it's your my day. day. That's right. That's right. It's your day. You worked hard. Right. You did. Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, you did, you did. Sort of a bitchy, Phil. On, but, uh, but yeah, otherwise, you know, pretty good. So excited to be back and excited to get into today's episode because uh, this will actually be the first Marvel episode on the YouTube channel. So that will be uh, pretty cool. So, uh, and like, as we make videos for the YouTube channel, like, you'll notice that, like, I put them in playlists. So any videos that we do, with, like, for Star Wars will be, like, in a Star Wars playlist. Same thing with Marvel, DC, you know, et cetera, and et cetera. Um, that mm-hmm. way, it's just... Easier to find them, and I'm always very organized and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it's just it's easier for me, it makes me feel better. So, hopefully, it makes you guys feel better. Um, also, real quick before we get into it, I've been appreciating all the love on uh YouTube. Um, we only have like three subscribers, but I mean, we do have a couple of dozen views on each of the episodes. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for everybody uh you know coming out and watching the episodes. I think both of our celebration episodes got at least 12 13 views i mean which is still great in in my eyes honestly um, mm-hmm. it's just cool that you guys come check it out and, and watch it and everything and uh, and show us some love on there so uh you know just please keep looking out for more videos you know i'll keep you guys updated um you know when videos come out you know saying my brother will do the same and uh yeah you know just keep checking us out and uh you know come along for the ride but uh without further ado now that we got the introduction out of the way, we could dive into our hot takes. So I am really excited. Um, we are going to let my wonderful brother go first, since I opened Ooh. this up with the conversation. So uh, Joey, I mean, you know, you can go in numerical order, you know, you can go top to bottom, yeah. you can just pick whichever one you want. So go ahead, the floor is yours.
1: So this is hard because I have a couple of them are probably going to come as surprises in the sense of certain things. But let me just start off with one that I've mentioned before. Um, But my first hot take for the MCU is Eternals is the change that the MCU needs. Um, This goes along with, in the sense of the Eternals hate that it gets. Um, And it's kind of ironic because I feel like I've been seeing a lot more things on like TikTok mainly TikTok, of, like, Eternals clips, you know, just, like, edits of the Eternals or something. And I, like, look in the comments and everything, and, like, a lot of people are talking about, like, oh, like, you know, you know, um, what's a, you know, hot take, but I actually enjoy the Eternals, or blah, blah, blah. But I think that this style in the MCU is something that they need to keep on doing. I think that this super, the superhero genre is becoming, like, westerns, and they're getting outdated. I think, you know, again, they can make a bunch of shows, they can make a bunch of movies, but in all, you know, realistic, the whole hype that was around the MCU leading up to Endgame, it's much different now. And even though they have things that they're building up to, it's not as big as it was when they first started. And I feel like when Eternals came along, even though it has stuff that is building to more, it felt like a fresh start and look. First of all, I enjoyed that it was a longer film. I get people don't want to sit there for almost three hours and watch a movie. But personally, if you're going to go to the movies or if you're going to watch a movie, I feel like the longer the better. Because I like that you get to immerse yourselves. Again, arguments about too many characters and there's been other movies where they've introduced plenty of characters and they've done it better. We can argue that all day. But the biggest problem with the MCU is, is again, the character formula. And exactly who has control. I mean, they had an Oscar-winning director, directus in Chloe Zhao, who is an outstanding director, um, who I believe, not the year before, but I think it was 2019, um, she won, I think, for best film, which was Nomadland. It was either 2019 or 2020. One of those years she won for Land and then, you know, everybody heard she was directing this and it was kind of a big deal because it was a fresh look to the MCU. And if you look at the trailers, it's definitely, you know, a, a more fresh look. And I really do enjoy one of the biggest things is them taking us back in time because I feel like, again, we forget that even if this isn't classified as a general superhero movie, we just think of it in modern day. And even if we go back in time, it's only been to like the 70s or something like, no, this goes back to the beginning of time, which I think is like super interesting. And it opens us up to a lot more things in the MCU, especially comic wise. So personally, I think that they need to be um, outgoing, that they need to be, they need to take a leap of faith. If you guys get it, Spider-Verse is coming out, if you get it, they actually released a new Uh, poster for uh, it, and uh, AMC posted it. So that means we're getting it soon, hopefully. Um, but what's it called? They need to take that leap of faith in the sense of creating more projects like this, because even though it wasn't widely received again, this is, this was technically, I think Marvel's first rotten movie, like in the MCU, as far as I know, I don't, I don't remember if any other movie until recently was rotten besides Eternals. And you can argue that, you know, I would love to actually do an episode on Eternals and Ant-Man considering those are the two rotten movies and they're like right near each other on do they deserve to be down here? And I, you know, I will say no all day with Eternals, because if you guys can't, wait, which way do I move my head? That, which, which, which way do I move my head? Okay. Well, the Eternals poster is behind me somewhere. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the Eternals, and I think it's just one of, it's one of their. I don't, I don't know how to word it, but again, you can argue whether or not it's one of the better movies of Phase Four, but I think it was one of the most refreshing projects in recent date for the mcu and especially in phase four so that's my first hot take um you know coming out swinging out uh, you know yeah um into the into this little uh debate we got going on here Take a sip of my iced
0: coffee um honestly i agree i agree with your take uh, i think it's pretty valid we have definitely showed a lot of love to eternals on this podcast uh, we've done like I think almost like four or five episodes like just on breaking down the movie and then breaking down the characters uh so we've showed some some super love to this uh to this movie and uh I was one of the people like going to the theater that really enjoyed it I mean honestly I didn't find anything wrong with it to begin with uh I I mean looking back on it I think definitely some parts of the story are like a little dull or boring but I mean honestly that's that's just kind of what you expect, you know, when it comes to introducing a whole new cast of characters and introducing like a whole new style of movie, um, you know, you're never gonna have perfect cinema. There's always gonna be something wrong with something. But I definitely think it was the first necessary step that Marvel had to take to kind of branch away from the Avengers timeline. And um, I I thought it was great. I mean, honestly, I don't understand all the hate about it. I mean, I think we kind of agree that the reason why people hate it so much is because. It's not, you know, Avengers. It's not the Avengers MCU timeline. It doesn't have any of their beloved characters in it. And it's a bunch of people that they don't know. But, um, you know, the story was well-written. It was very easy to follow. You were able to, you know, connect with and, you know, get to know all the characters and the allotted time. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the future of Eternals because obviously the way it left off with the post-credits, you know, we think there's going to be a second one. Uh, there hasn't been anything, anything announced yet, at least part of Marvel's next phase. There was nothing... Uh, Eternals related um, but uh, I agree I think Chloe Zhao did a great job as, as a director and um, I, I mean again with Rotten Tomatoes I don't think it deserves to be Ron. Uh it's definitely a it's definitely a fresh movie um, you know I mean I, I don't think it reaches the the parameters for certified fresh but I definitely think it mm-hmm. is a fresh movie um, and I really enjoyed it I think it was the necessary step that like i said that they needed to take and i feel like after they took that step and they saw how poorly it was received then they kind of regressed and they went back to the avengers timeline and they kind of like introduced like you know they introduced like you know new characters but they were always still tied into the avengers you know like again like she hulk she was tied into hulk you know i mean miss marvel she's tied into captain marvel and monica rambo and so you know some of these newer characters. You know they kind of introduced them with a grain of salt. You know they didn't want to just introduce them on their own. They had to add them to the pre-existing Avengers timeline. So people were like, oh hey, there was a Hulk in that episode, or oh hey look Wong was in that episode. So you know I mean that was the whole story about She-Hulk. It's like oh who cares about She-Hulk? But look at all the cameos that they made. It's like oh one episode has Hulk in it, one episode has Wong yeah. in it, one episode has Daredevil in it. You know so, but uh but no, I agree with your hot take. I think it's a pretty valid take. You know overall pretty positive. Um, so yeah, so pretty good takes. Nice start, nice start. Nice. How about you? Um, I'm just going to kind of go in numerical order. Um, I don't really know which one of my takes is the hottest. I mean, I'm sure as I say them, you could tell me which one you think is the hottest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm going to start with my first one where excuse me, I, uh, I wrote down that Avengers Infinity War was better than Avengers Endgame and it is the best Avengers movie out of all of them.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm. This, this is definitely something that I, um, I, like I definitely share the same topic.
0: I would like to think it's more common knowledge. Um, I think it's a pretty widely accepted theory. Um, I think people definitely do think that Infinity War is better than that game. I mean, they were both great movies, but I think if you were to put a poll out, I feel like people would vote more for Infinity War um and there's two main reasons why infinity war is not only better than endgame but it's also the best avengers movie the first reason being the villain um obviously thanos is the most important villain out of the avengers timeline and um everything leads up to him you know i mean he was pulling the strings from the very beginning and um when he was finally introduced You know, and I mean, again, there were like, you know, post credits of him in other movies, you know, other Avenger movies. But when he was first officially introduced in Avengers Infinity War, not only was he introduced on the big screen. But he won. He was the first villain that went toe to toe with the Avengers and won. Mm -hmm. And that basically gets to my my second point where (laughs) that. Excuse me. The movie ends unlike any other Avengers movie. Throughout all the Avengers movies, the traditional Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron, we've seen our heroes come together and defeat the villain. And in this third Avengers movie, we see them come together and face the villain. And instead of defeating the villain, they lose. And there was no post credit, there was no nothing, you know. And when people realized that, they were like, holy shit, I can't believe this is it. I can't believe they lost. And, I mean, it was the first time that's ever happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Every single movie for every single superhero always had the villain coming out. I'm sorry, always had the heroes coming out on top. The villains were always defeated. They were always pushed to the side. And it was always somewhat of a happy ending, right? You could argue maybe Thor Ragnarok was... Yeah, somewhat of a okay ending. I mean, obviously Asgard got destroyed, and you know the citizens had to flee. But you know what? All the heroes survived, and the main bad guy of the film, which was Hera, you know, pretty much died. Um, yeah. But that's what makes the yeah. Infinity War so special. And I feel like, you know, especially Avengers Endgame, I feel like they basically undo. Well, I mean, that's the whole premise of the movie. I mean, they basically undo what they did in Infinity War. So in a way, it kind of makes Thanos' victory like, like, mute. You know, like, it's like, oh, yeah, he won for, like, a second, and then, like, we went back in time, and, you know, now he didn't win. You know, so it was almost like, it was almost like, in a way, like, Marvel was like, oh, wow, our fans are really upset that the villain won. Let's make a movie where we go back in time, and we stop the villain from originally winning, and then give people another happy ending. And, uh, that's kind of how I saw it. And like I said, I mean, again, I, I can sit there and watch Infinity War, like, every day. And, uh, you know, I'll sit and watch Endgame, but honestly, I get more enthused and I pay more attention to the Infinity War than I do Endgame. And uh, even even comparing it to the Age of Ultron and uh, Avengers, I mean, if I had to make, like, a quick uh, Avengers list, I'd probably do Infinity War, Age of Ultron, Endgame, and then original Avengers uh so but uh but yeah that, that's my hot take so yeah i think uh i think in avengers Infinity war is better than endgame and i think it's probably the best avengers movie out of all four of them and i mean obviously there are future avenger movies in the works um so that could always change but uh but yeah that, that's my first hot take so coming out of the gate
1: you know, swinging, you know, swinging, double light, I mean, light,
0: lighting some fires, you know, seeing what's uh, seeing, getting a reaction out of people.
1: I mean, I, I definitely agree with you in a sense because I feel like this was one of the more ballsy moves from both the Russo brothers and Marvel. Letting them, I mean, I, feel, I honestly feel if Endgame wasn't planned, I don't think they would have let them go in this direction that they did in Infinity War. But I just, I genuinely do think Infinity War is the peak of Marvel in the sense of, again, like, the Avengers are, you know, the team that's supposed to stop everything. And basically Thanos made them look like bitches. Like, I mean, you know, half the movie was basically him just absolutely blowing them out of the water with several different things. And again, I really enjoyed that he made them look like, he, he made them basically... What's the word I want to use? It's like they couldn't even think of what to do anymore. And you arguably have, you know, one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe on that team in the sense of Tony Stark. And again, while he still is able to go toe to toe with Thanos, they still lost. And again, all the fights, all the team ups. I mean, virtually I feel like this, If I, if I think of like a film that is near being perfect, this is one of them. I don't know if I would consider it perfect. I would have to go back and really look at all the dialogue, story shots, all that fun stuff. And again, don't get me wrong. Endgame is great, and it always will be. But I feel like re-watching Endgame isn't as enjoyable as Infinity War. Infinity War just has that... It's, it has one of the best entrance scenes of all time with Thor. It has one of the best battles, final battle scenes. And it has one of the best endings to a superhero movie. And it also has one of the best beginnings. I mean, arguably, it is one of the best... If not the arguably the best film in the MCU, so I mean, it's a hot take, and I think it's talked about a little more often than other takes. But I think it's because people are starting to realize that after you know Endgame came out and the hype died down a little bit, they kind of realized it because I feel like Endgame is it's you know it's something you're gonna watch for the first time and it's gonna be the biggest thing, and then after you go back and rewatch it, it's not as it doesn't hit as much. I feel like Infinity War keeps that punch, even though you know at the end, like, Thanos is going to win. It's just, like, I think it's kind of such a shock, yeah. in a sense, that they actually pulled that stunt and did that. So I hope MCU has the balls to continue to do that again in the future. But, you know, we'll see, especially when you bring in bigger villains, such as Kang. And if you bring an X-Men to the MCU, and then Doctor Doom, you know, I, th- there's a lot of stuff they could end up doing. But um, I think that was a great hot take.
0: Looked at my list, I, I realized I kind of got a lot of hot, hot takes. So <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see your reaction as I go through my list.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this isn't this isn't like I think my next one. It's a hot take, but I want to say, um, Michael Fassbender as Magneto is one of the best superhero castings of all time. And the best superhero casting in X-Men, better than Wolverine, huge Jackman. Now, personally, Magneto is one of my favorite X-Men. Well, one of my favorite characters in X-Men. <clears throat> and I truly think that Michael Fassbender brought the character to life and made him made the X-Men movies, you know, what they were. Obviously not, you know, the first ones because he obviously it was played by Ian McKellen, But um, in the other ones, I think he portrays it perfectly. And I hope if they, you know, bring Magneto back in, they could have him come back. But I just personally think, like, it's a character that I see him as playing. Like, you know, like people see Robert Downey Jr. as um, Tony Stark. I see him as, you know, Magneto. So this was not the sense of a hot take where I think people would really argue against me. But I do think that he is the best portrayal and casting of, you know, somebody in a superhero movie. Like I'm talking like over Ryan Reynolds. I'm talking over Hugh Jackman. I'm talking over Robert Downey Jr. I think he is the best in what he does as Magneto. And I think Magneto is the best part of the modern X-Men movies. Like over Wolverine. Like I'm sorry, but in my opinion, he's over all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, yeah that is uh that's some spice right there um, I honestly that, that's not where I was expecting you to go with like one of your takes to be honest I mean you kind of <laughs> threw like a, <laughs> a curveball at the left field um, <laughs> I uh I agree with you to an extent I understand what you're saying by like you know sometimes you could just picture an actor an actress and then you could be like okay well they they would play this character phenomenally. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you think of like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., you know, it's like kind of like word association. It's like I'm gonna say a character, you say you say an actor or an actress that could play them. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, again, I I am a fan of the X Men and I've seen the movies, uh, but I am not as deeply in love with it as you are. Um, you you have more of a soft spot for the X Men, um, where I'm kind of more like, you know, MCU like Avengers. But mm-hmm. um no, I mean I agree. I mean I'm not from like I'm familiar with the actor but I'm not familiar with him in like other roles besides X-Men so I can't attest to like you know how well he as as how how well he is as an actor overall. But every single time we saw him in X-Men, you know, as Magneto, um he always brought a lot of emotion and heart to the character and um you know obviously his back and forth with um oh god, I hope I don't butcher this. Um I'm. Um, oh, I'm drawing like Um, who was the? Oh God, this is gonna sound so stupid, but who's the James guy? McElroy. Yeah, is it the guy in the wheelchair?
1: Oh well, Charles Xavier is that guy. Charles Xavier, Xavier. Okay. Is, yeah. I
0: was gonna say Professor X for some reason, but I felt, <coughs> like, I felt like that was. Well, wrong. it's the same thing. Okay. I felt like his back and forth and his like relationship and like you know turmoil with him uh, was like some of the best parts of the X Men, and um. know i don't necessarily agree with your take that like you know he is like better you know casted wise like you know i mean i know like obviously when i think of the wolverine i think of hugh jackman um i never really considered anybody else for the role um so i think it's hard to kind of pick only like one person when it comes to the x-men just because there are so many talented actors um but I do agree with your point in regards to if someone said Magneto and then you had to say an actor, then, um, you know, I mean, obviously he comes to mind right away. So, you know, he I also,
1: agree. He also played, uh, I know, he played in a lot, like, of other movies, but, like... Oh, sure, he does. To, That's just, I'm not... I, the, oh, yeah, but I'm saying, like, you're fans of the game. He played in, like, that uh, live-action Assassin's Creed thing. Like, he yes, played, he like, Don't Die or whatever. But I heard that was terrible, but I don't think it was because of yeah him well like, you know like, not really every not everybody not,
0: not everybody can have like a plus roles all the time you know <laughs> so, yeah. some movies are gonna be hit and misses. but uh but no i mean i uh i uh i agree um i uh i think that's a pretty good take um I wasn't expect i mean I should have expected you to show some love to the x- men but uh yeah no that was that was that was pretty good that that was a very interesting take I like that like that keeping it it spicy keeping it spicy (laughs) um all right i think i'm going to shift to my third one just because i see we have a a little bit of time left um for this part of the recording so i'm going to shift to this one because this one's kind of like um (laughs) short and sweet and can be talked about uh so for the third spot um i have simply thanos was right (sighs) yeah yeah um (laughs) There's really not much to say uh, other than that um, to kind of elaborate. Um, Benos was right; uh, his his goals and his ambitions and what he wanted to accomplish in Infinity War, obviously, is that the correct way to go about it. Of course not,
1: um,
0: <laughs> but when you look at it from a certain point of view, um, as Obi Wan did when he you know didn't tell Luke about Anakin, um, he he was right. I mean, you know, his biggest thing was overpopulation and how overpopulation could damage and harm a planet and its people. And, uh, there have been a lot of villains to be honest. Uh, I w- actually, I was thinking about making a hot take basically saying that like all Avenger villains had the same mindset in a way when it came to like earth. But as I looked through each person, I was like, ah, eh, maybe that's not because Loki didn't really care about overpopulation. Ultron just wanted to destroy the whole planet so Thanos was really the only one that had like a logical and again when I say logical that doesn't mean that I support the mass genocide of like the the population but when you look at what he was striving for and it, it made sense I mean it does I mean you you would have to figure like logically if you were to take the population of earth and split it in half like how beneficial that would be to earth I mean, just by a statistical standpoint, I mean, even in Avengers Endgame, uh, there's a there's a quick scene in the very beginning where uh, Natasha's in, like, you know, I think the old Avengers facility, and then uh, Steve Rogers comes in, and uh, he's like, oh, you know, I saw whales in the Hudson River. It's like, mm-hmm. when was the last time you saw whales in the Hudson River? I mean, we're both from New York. I mean, we, there there's no such thing as whales in the Hudson River, because you know why? Because it's mm-hmm. so over polluted and populated. The only
1: time was during COVID. Right, and we all know why because nobody was around
0: right so i mean that proves the point that something small like that maybe a little detail that people kind of pass by it's like well because of what happened like nature was kind of able to return to like its natural state so again i don't i don't condone the murder of millions of people the scales you know to balance the scales but in a way, he was right. Because, I mean, you, you think about it, I mean, you know, yes, they they ended up reversing his work in Endgame. But when you look at those consequences long-term, the Earth just basically ends right back up to where it was. You know, I mean, and, uh, you know, that, that's a whole other conversation, like, about, like, climate change and global warming. and I mean, this is not a political podcast, but it, it, this is basically just looking at it from more of, like, a statistical standpoint, like, a logical one. It's like, you know, villains might just want to, like, you know destroy people and like blow up stuff but he was a very sophisticated villain where he and the thing is he didn't just do this to Earth he did this to other planets too you know and what was also interesting in that in Avengers Infinity War he explains how the same problem led to the destruction of his planet mm-hmm. so you know it's uh yeah, I mean, I really don't have much else to say besides that. I mean, it was a pretty short and kind of sweet uh, take. I um, mean, there's really not, I mean, again, you could go into a whole long argument about, you know, the philosophical and statistical and logical aspects of, of Thanos and whether what he did or did he have the, the, the good intention, you know, did he have the, the right intentions or whatever. And um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that, that's that's one of my takes. I
1: honestly think that you could even, we could even go as deep in arguing that you could not even consider Thanos a complete villain in that sense, you know? Like, yes, he kind of did terrible things to Nebula and Gamora as in terms of, you know, pinning them against each other, but I mean, obviously...
0: He's he's more like the anti-hero, or he's, he's more of the hero of his own story, but he's more of an anti-hero because he thinks that what he's doing is the right thing and he thinks that that he is the kind of like the hero of his own story like you know yes like you know there's a small price to pay but when this is done you guys will be thanking me later basically
1: plus and even though it may not seem like it when you think about it he was a merciful like i guess you could say he was a merciful i don't want to say person but he was a merciful like being in a sense of how he went about things like yes did he obviously bring his armies to like kind of destroy worlds he did but in the ways that he did it is because it's not like the comics again he he did he did this in the comics to please lady death because he, he wanted her in this he did it for an actual valid good reason and again obviously it's not the way to go about things but I mean, if you're going on that big of a scale, I, I guess it makes sense in the terms of how he would be able to accomplish it. But even when he explains himself on why he does it, it kind of makes you not sympathize with him, but you understand it. You know, it's not a it's not a wide idea where we can't comprehend it. It's like it's something that you actually can comprehend and That this is a not just global scale thing, it's a um, what do you want to say, universal or galaxy or whatever wide thing. So, in the end, yeah, honestly, he was right, and you could even see the benefits of that in the sense in Endgame, and you could compare it to the same life, COVID. I mean, we you know, we had almost our own thing here in terms of you know how we saw things change when nobody was around, and you know, even though there still was people around, but obviously, different story.
0: Yeah, No, I mean, I I think you kind of said it, uh, nice there where it's like, you could, it's not too far off where you can't understand what his reasons were behind it. So it was easier for you to kind of like, just be like, okay, I I see what his intention was, but that's not the way you go about it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it wasn't so far off where it was like so extreme where you're like, I don't understand why this person's doing what they're doing. You can kind of argue the same thing. Um, if, you know, we look at the MCU in the terms of shows and we um, look at the, uh, I'm forgetting the, the group's name in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but uh, basically oh, yes, yes, yes. and uh, what their goals were. It's it's pretty similar to Thanos and, you know, it's something where you can kind of like, uh, you know, look at and like understand, but again, it's not the right way to go about it. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so this is where we're going to, we're going to stop and take our break. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, the rest of our hot takes.
1: Cool intermission time. Doo-doo. Intermission over.
0: Nice. It, it's almost like it was. That was almost like the sequence to like uh, uh, Danny Phantom. Like do 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 do. He's phantoms. <laughs> hey, anyway. yeah! Nice. All right. Well, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, you know, thank you for that uh, that brief intermission. And uh, you know, where we last left off, we just finished uh, one of my hot takes on Thanos, and yeah. uh, saying that he was basically not a bad guy, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: out of context that like sounds like very strange but come go back and watch that part so it makes sense
0: yeah yeah you guys you guys will get it it's fine it's fine you you guys got it yeah we we get it here too sometimes you got it you got it you you know the you know the guy beetlejuice you ever heard of the guy you ever heard of the guy beetlejuice yeah yeah i know beetlejuice he he does this thing where like there was this it wasn't a skip but it was like an interview where he had, like, a friend that had Tourette's, and, like, the friend was, like, struggling to speak, and he was, like, that's not Really? Um, and yeah. what, like, the musical? Or, like, the movie? No, like, there was...
1: No. Oh, never mind, never mind. I thought you were... No, I thought you... I know which people you should talk about now. I thought you were talking about the green guy. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I know which one.
0: <laughs> well,
1: moving <All> on. Right. <laughs> moving on from that, um... Let's jump back into one of my hot takes. And this hot take is actually... I did that one. I did that one. Hell yeah. So X-Men Days of Future Past is better than Avengers Endgame.
0: Let that sink in.
1: Let it sink in for a sec.
0: Can you say that one more time?
1: X-Men Days of Future Past is better than endgame
0: can you i, I know i've seen x-men days of futures past <clears throat> can you give me a brief summary of what the movie was about so then i can give you like a diff, uh, definitive answer
1: so basically as we know x-men days of future past includes both part of the old and the new cast including you know Obviously, Ian McKellen and uh, Sir Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, wait, is
0: this is this the movie where like they're getting hunted down by those uh like the Sentinels? Robotic, the Sentinels, and then they yeah, have and like, it involves himself. Peter
1: Dinklage as the okay, villain. Okay, okay. Mm.
0: This is I I don't know because I mean both movies. First of all, both movies, both Avengers: Endgame and X Men: Days of Future Past. <clears throat> they're both taking a trip down memory lane when it comes to going back. Both, both movies are pretty much going back in time.
1: Technically, to... the only one, the, one of the biggest differences in terms of like going back in time is the only one that actually goes back in time is Wolverine as in, you know, Hugh Jackman. But it's through basically his old body because of the way I believe K- uh, Kitty Pryde um, sends him back. Right, And, um, again, the stakes extremely high in both those movies, obviously, because if you remember, the, if you guys go and watch the start of, like, X-Men Days of Future Past, basically, like, the world is destroyed, all mutants have been hunted down, and literally it starts started with the mutants being hunted down by the uh, sent- Sentinels, I believe I'm saying that right, and um, basically, they, they um, <clears throat> the older version of, you know, Magneto and Professor X send Wolverine back to um to what is it it was during um what, what I don't 70s maybe i, I don't exactly like, remember so it it was exact
0: like 70s 80s like i think it was yeah. like when like mutants were like still being somewhat discovered
1: yeah this is when peter mm-hmm. dinklage his character is developing basically like he's studying the mutants like he's and then the world finds about the mutants and you know all that fun stuff um and i just Personally, I think it's probably the best X-Men movie out there, out of all the X-Men movies. And um, I think it just balances, because there are so many characters in it. Like, obviously, there are same versions of, you know, the same characters. But there's at least well over 15 to 20, like, main characters in this film balance it beautifully. I don't think it's really, it doesn't feel long. Again, the only times I've really ever rewatched it was on TV. So if I, I got to rewatch it on, because I believe it's on Disney Plus. Are the X-Men movies on Disney Plus? Yeah, they are, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah so I'll have to rewatch it on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Um, But I think it just, it does it great. And again, don't get me wrong. I love Endgame, but this is hot takes. And again, take. personally, I think the X-Men are way more enjoyable than the Avengers. And um, I would take the X-Men uh, over the Avengers. So I got to say, again, if you don't believe me, And you want to debate this, feel free to talk about it, but go and watch both of these movies, Um, you know, and again, I'm not going to be biased towards anything. I like, you know, both of them equally, you know, again, I'm not a super fan of the X-Men. I'm not a super fan of the Avengers. I think the X-Men is just, it's a lot bigger. And there's definitely, um, you know, the stakes are different in the terms of the universe and more of the mutants, but I just think, the X-Men are more entertaining, and I think that's what beats it out, because I think they both balance things very well, but especially in terms of stakes, villain, and, like, you know, this is almost like the Infinity War of X-Men movies, in my opinion. Like, it, it's, it's per- almost perfect in that sense. You know, like, this is the level in the X-Men trilogies and movies where this was peak for them, and I, when did this come out? Like, 2015, 2016? I don't know, because... After that, the X-Men kind of died down a little bit in the sense of how their movies went. You know, it wasn't the greatest in the direction they went. Um, But, yeah. So, coming out with the one-two jab.
0: Okay. I'm going to break it down two ways. Break it down. If we're talking simply about story, right, and we're just looking at these two movies from a story perspective, perspective, from start to finish. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree that X Men: Days of Future's Past has a better story than Avengers: Endgame. But if we are looking at it as a whole, overall, so animation, CGI, uh, you know, actors, actresses, villains, you know, etc., etc., I disagree with you. That's understandable. I think Avengers: Endgame does better with it's with its characters, like with its actors and actresses. I think it does better with its villains only in only because Thanos is such an iconic villain. And really you could argue that the antagonist of Days of Futures Past was you can argue that it was either Peter Dinklage, obviously, because he was the one that created the Sentinels, or you can even argue that it was Jennifer Lawrence's character depending on how you saw it. Because obviously the main goal of Hugh Jackman was to go back in time and stop her because what she does basically puts the future in motion. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether or not you want to look at it from that perspective. Um, But I think the characters and the villain is better in Avengers Endgame. I think the cinematography and the, you know, CGI effects and everything, I think although X-Men did it well, I mean, again, that... What really sticks out to me is that huge battle scene at the very end of Avengers Endgame, like, that's pretty much, like, the icing on the cake. Like, that was, like, a, a part of, like, CGI masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, of course, like, you know, X-Men, like, had their fair share of, like, you know, battle sequences. Like, the very opening of the movie is, like, probably one of the best in, like, you know, the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, kind of like doing that, like, hallway by hallway, you know, scene of, like, the Sentinels, like, going in, like, wiping out the mutants. Like, I thought that was really well done. But looking at it from looking at both movies side by side, uh, I definitely think Avengers has a beat there. So if we're looking at it like overall and we put all categories into effect, I disagree with you. But if we're looking at it from plainly story, like here's the plot, here's how the director wrote it, and then which one of these stories is better, I think X-Men is better than than Avengers. Just because X-Men's story is more solid, it is simpler, it makes more sense, Avengers Endgame, not that it's all over the place, but it's just a lot. You got a lot of different characters doing a lot of different things. I mean, it's all for the same goal, but I just feel like, I I, I feel like in this argument, simplicity um, beats it over complication. So again, if we're looking at it from the stories, I agree with you and I agree with your hot take, but if we're looking at it from like every single aspect, then I unfortunately I have to disagree with you just because of how much more avengers endgame was able to do versus like x-men in all the all the regards. fair. So, but that was that was uh that was that was we're 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 getting more and more <laughs> spicy boy, you know, we're putting in the jalapenos, you know, we're putting in the peppers, you know, we're we're stirring that pot, you know, we're getting spicy over here. Man, well, what happened? Cool. Oh. All right. Well, uh we're going to keep it spicy. And uh, we're probably gonna go to what I think is like my hottest take in, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So this is my second take. Uh, you know, I would have went numerically, but we ran out of time. So this is my second take. Um, Bucky Barnes, you know, Buchanan Barnes, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. should have received Captain America Shield in Falcon: The Winter Soldier. And to, to further elaborate, he was the one that should have became Captain America.
1: Damn. All right.
0: Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. I love Falcon, and I love Sam Wilson as the actor who plays the Falcon. But if you're breaking down both characters and you're looking at Steve Rogers and, you know, and, and Bucky's relationship, and then you're looking at Steve Rogers and, you know, Sam Wilson's relationship even though the falcon and captain america had a good relationship and they were friends i'm not seeing like the super emotional connection that mm-hmm. makes makes it okay for him to become the next captain america like when you look at it from like a broad perspective you know what what is what is the what is the moment that you could be like this is why he's captain america or this is why he should be the next captain america and for me personally i don't see it but when I look at Bucky and then I look at Steve, I could pick moments where I'm like, this is why he should be Captain America. You know, and I think the biggest thing for me when it comes to choosing Bucky over Sam is because, because of Falcon the Winter Soldier and that journey that we see Bucky go on. I mean, we see his whole, basically the whole his whole journey in the show is him suffering from PTSD and the horrors of his past. And he's learning throughout the whole entire show how to accept what he did and how to basically forgive himself for what he did. Because obviously we all know that, you know, at the end of Captain America, he was presumed dead. He was taken in by Hydra. He was brainwashed, made the Winter Soldier. He was an assassin for for years. He did a lot of terrible things. He was brought back because Captain America rescued him. He was sent to Wakanda. He got his memory back, so to speak. He was rehabilitated. And from there on, he worked towards, like, the path of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like looking at his journey as a whole, you know, versus Sam Wilson, I mean, granted, obviously, yes, Bucky is a lot older because obviously they're from different generations. So he has that extra time to kind of, like, cultivate his character and, like, his development over Sam Wilson. But I just think the journey that Bucky went through, the emotional relationship that both Steve and Bucky had, and... Yes, I know they're both technically super soldiers, but I I think he's more I think he's more deserving of it because I think the United States stands for, you know, the land of opportunity and it, throughout Bucky's character development, he was given another opportunity. And what better way to represent the shield is by having someone behind it that went through hell and came back and was given a second chance. Just like how people go through hell and come to the United States and they're given a second chance.
1: I can see
0: your. So that's <laughs> point. the sauce. That's, that's the sauce I'm putting
1: in. It definitely is saucy. Um, and like, I've, this was kind of talked about when Falcon and Winter Soldier came out and like after Endgame and everything, because obviously we saw, um, you know, Sam Wilson get the shield at the end of Endgame from Cap himself. And I don't know if I necessarily agree or disagree, because I feel like they're they're very different people, um, as in Bucky and Sam. You know, Sam represents a part of that shield that a lot of people see themselves in, and Bucky represents a part of that shield. And like you said, a lot of people see themselves in. Now, honestly, I don't know if the Captain America story needs to continue with either of them because I think they should just be their own people. Like I think the Falcon should be, you know, the Falcon and I think the Winter Soldier, but obviously I guess now Bucky should be Bucky because I think, I mean, I would love for them to kind of share the, the shield in a sense because I feel like they both are have deserving qualities of it. Of course, if you look at it in the sense of The emotional connection between the characters, you know, as in um, Cap and Bucky compared to Cap and Sam. Cap and Bucky take that cake. You know, obviously, Sam was a little more modern in that day because that was kind of somebody he connected. That was somebody Cap connected with, you know, when he came out of the ice, you know, compared to obviously not knowing of Bucky um, even being alive at that time. And I think Falcon and Winter Soldier does a great job. Personally, I like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I haven't rewatched it since it came out, but I do like a lot of parts of it. And I feel like they show a lot of things that, you know, why Sam takes on the responsibility of that shield. But I feel like it's just a different story in the sense of, you know, what it was first and, you know, um, exactly, you know, why. Like when Captain America was Captain America and the first Captain America – It's like he was more in a sense of fighting for America, you know, against that enemy of Hydra. And like, even though Hydra is really not a thing anymore, but it always still lingers, um, you know, it's like, what is that shield fighting for? Is that shield fighting for America itself? Or are we just having Captain America continue his story through other people? So personally, I don't necessarily agree in the sense of Bucky getting the shield, but I do see why he could have. But I think, honestly, I'm excited to see where the story goes in you know Captain America, what is it, New World Order or something. I'm excited to see where that story goes in the sense of how Bucky's going to play into the story as well and what the future is with Sam as Cap. Um, But uh, I really think after Cap's story was done, the shield should have went with him you know because i feel like again that like you know it's kind of cheesy when you know ant-man says that's america's ass but i feel like again like cap was like that portrayal of you know that sense of what that shield was and even though changing times can change the definition of that shield i feel like that story in terms of you know original um uh, the time that captain America was in is over and it shifted towards something else where I think both of them should be their own character in the sense of fighting for the same thing, but not behind the shield. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a hot take and it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like we could do a whole episode on that. Um, but I wouldn't say I, I disagree or agree. I think I'm kind of just neutral on the aspect of, um, you know, it and captain America.
0: That's fair. No, I see. I see arguments for both points.
1: All right. Well, uh, yeah. These 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 are surprising. I don't think I expected any of yours. Um. All right. Let's see. Which one do I want to do next? Cause. Okay. So. The Guardians, is a better team than the Avengers. The Guardians. Is a better family than the Avengers and the Guardians out of freaking Guardian to the Galaxy man. <laughs> um, no so why I say this is obviously we have a lot of story with the Avengers not as much with the Guardians right different different people different stories to both of that you know, obviously, we have leaders of the Guardians, we have leaders of the Avengers. But personally, I feel like even going through Avengers, Avengers, Evil, Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame, I didn't, I never really felt the bond in that team in the sense where they truly cared. You know, like I feel like a lot of things that were said from certain characters are just brushed over. You know, like I feel like in Endgame we see Thor at his lowest. Like, this is a god at his lowest. And it's really, like, they don't seem to actually care.
0: I think it you was know, like, more of, like...
1: The, well, yes, I know, but it's... No, no, it's no I was going
0: to say, I, I think it's more, like, that the Avengers, like, as a whole, instead of having that, like, emotional relationship, like, together as a group, they had it individually. I mean, we saw a strong connection between Clint and Natasha. Well, that's we saw, what I mean. We saw a strong connection, you know, between... Um, you know, Natasha and Bruce and then like you know so each of them kind of had their own little individual connections I mean when they came together I think of course they care about each other but I would have to agree with your take honestly I think the Guardians are actually a better group and I think they are more emotionally connected and you know bonded with one another over uh over the Avengers and I think that's what makes watching the Guardians so enjoyable because I mean they're practically a, a family And, uh, you know, there's something saying that when they escaped that prison, you know, in the very first one, that they could have just went their own ways and, uh, you know, never saw each other again. But, I mean, here we are, three movies later, and uh, they're all still together. So I, I I totally agree with your take, to be honest.
1: Especially when we see, like, parts of them in, like, other Avengers movies or, you know, cameos in other movies. I feel like even in that first, I mean, more so in the second one, you see a lot more of a bond. But I feel like even in that first one, there's a lot of development from the beginning of that film to the end of that film, um, in terms of how we actually see and uh, actually no, I won't give away my next one. And like but not only does like
0: you know the the characters develop personally, but while they're also developing personally, they're also developing together. You know, so it's like they can still have their own individual character development, but they can still develop as a group. Yeah. So, I, I, mean, I, I agree. I think it's a pretty solid take. I don't think it's too far out there, to be honest. I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was um pretty, uh, you know, I didn't think it was totally out there when I was saying it. But, you know, I know a lot of people, because there is very personable connections between obviously like Bruce and yeah, Natasha. And all when that. you look at
0: like, if you're talking about like from more like an emotional or like familial relationship, then yes, Guardians is obviously better than Avengers. But if you're looking at in terms of strength, then, like, obviously Avengers is is more talented than Guardians. But if you're looking for that, like, special emotional connection, then, yes, Guardians is definitely the stronger and more bonded group, you know, with. Well, yeah, that, that, with that's Avengers. what
1: I mean. It's like, you know, I'm not saying like. Uh, yeah, I don't no, no, I, better, uh,
0: yeah. I completely agree. And I think it's I think a lot of people would actually agree with you. I think you'd be surprised how many people kind of were in the same boat. <laughs> Everybody loves Guardians. I never really heard anybody say anything bad about Guardians, so I think a lot of people would
1: agree with your take. Yeah, I am. See, I would love to do a whole episode on. I mean, maybe we could do it after the third Guardians came out. We could do an episode on each Guardians movie because Guardians is one of the best projects to come out of the MCU. Yeah, you know that's that just has to be common knowledge at this point. But yeah, I mean that was that was my second to last take. I feel like my first take is um a little a little um.
0: You know, we, we, kinda, so we we kind of cooled it down on the spice a little bit, you know. We we, you know, we didn't we didn't go too okay. And I feel like my last two are kind of like they're not really spicy, but you know, they got a little like you know sauce to it. Mm-hmm. Um so fourth on the list, you know, because I already did my third one, uh, you know, so my my fourth uh one on the list is <clears throat> almost kind of like a two-parter. So uh simply put, Captain Marvel is a good movie, but It's only a good movie if you watch it more than once.
1: Okay. Explain.
0: So, I feel like if you sit and you watch Captain Marvel just once, because obviously this was one of Marvel's, like, first times, like, introducing a character, um, outside of the Avengers. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like because it was a new character and it was a whole new setting, um, even though it had, like, you know, characters like Nick Fury and everything in it, um... I feel like if you sat there and you just watched it once, you were just like, what the hell just happened? Like, what was that? And why? the reason why I say you have to watch it more than once is because I remember me and you went to go see, like, Captain Marvel probably, like, five or six times. Because there was just literally nothing else out in the theater. And we just had all the free time in the world. And I noticed that as I kept watching it more and more, I started to like it more and more. So I think I think for a film like this, you need to give yourself time to like continue to watch it and analyze it. And I think if you watch it more than once, you're going to like it. But if you watch it just once and then move on, you're not gonna like it. Like, I am not a huge Captain Marvel fan, but again, if I would have sat and just watched a movie once, I would have been like, eh, okay, like that was okay. You know, it was nothing special. But after watching it, I was like, you know what? I was like, it might not be the best movie but I was like it was a it was an enjoyable movie you know I mean it had some comedy to it um I mean I think uh, you know Brie Larson does a great job um you know as Captain Marvel and um you know all the little side characters you know like the scrolls and you know the cat that had giant tentacles in its mouth um you know all great
1: oh, you mean the Flarkin, whose name is Goose
0: Yeah yeah, the Flarkin, whose name is Goose yeah thank you um
1: <laughs> so yeah
0: I mean it's again pretty mellow but I mean that's that's kind of
1: one of my hot takes i i agree with you because again i remember going and watching avengers avengers sorry i remember going and watching captain marvel several times and um you're right like at first watch it's nothing crazy you know and i feel like marvel did put it out right before endgame because she was going to be in endgame so they were just introducing her so we know kind of who the hell captain marvel was um if you didn't read the comics or anything and um, a lot of people have things to say about Brie Larson in terms of the character and, you know, her thinking maybe that she's the most powerful or blah, 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 how exactly they use her. It's not necessarily up to Brie Larson. It's up to Marvel. You know, what? however they want to use their characters is unfortunately they're, they, they the characters have to do it like that. You know, like, yes, there's freedom to pay, playing a character. But in you, your own introduction movie... You don't really get a chance to choose exactly how stuff is written. And I feel like when you go back, there are, a, you know, a decent amount of enjoyable things in the film. Like, again, I do enjoy the scrolls, And obviously, there's a future of the scrolls in the MCU. So I like that introduction. I enjoy seeing young Nick Fury. And I kind of like, um, you know, I don't mind Brie Larson's backstory. Is not the most fast? I'm sorry, not Brie Larson's. I don't mind Captain Marvel's backstory. Is it the most fascinating? No, it's not you know is it you know are the side characters the most interesting not necessarily but again if it's something you re-watch I don't think you would hate on it as much as people do and I think again that's what people do they watch something once and they're like that wasn't good done they're not gonna pick it up again and I think that's what happens with a you know good chunk of the movies in the MCU so if you guys are out there and you're Captain Marvel haters I mean that's cool I guess but you know always go back and try to give something a try again because it's yeah, like food you never you might you might get it the first time and absolutely hate it because it was made wrong and you might enjoy it the second time or you might get it when you were five and then enjoy it when you're 25 you know because your has changed. I, I don't know but no i i agree with that but i think a lot of people aren't going to agree because a lot of people don't agree that captain marvel is a good movie
0: like i said it's not the best <coughs> i could sit there and I could rewatch it again and be like, okay, like, you know, this made me laugh. You know, this was this was good. You know, it wasn't pretty good. No, it was just good. You know, it was just kind of like mid-tier, you know, so. Yeah. Interesting.
1: All right. So, my final and last hot take is okay. Nebula has okay. the best character growth in the MCU. Wow, best character growth and best character development, in my opinion. Now I know people argue with me right away, and say things such as, "Oh, what about Tony Stark? What about Bucky? What about blah 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 blah? Wanda, and you know so on." But I feel if you go back and you watch Nebula's first film, which I believe was she was in the first Guardians, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that was her first introduction we got of her. And she hasn't been in crazy amount of projects, but at least four or so. If you go back and you see her in the beginning, and especially if you see her through Endgame, Infinity War, and a second Guardians movie, not only does her relationship grow and you see the relationship change between her and Gamora, which I think is one of the best parts of that Guardians timeline and movies, but... Especially in Endgame, you see a a good amount of Nebula in, you know, a specific part of it that really shows this character growth and development. And I think Guardians 3 is going to close that out. And I'm actually excited to see a lot more of it because I feel like she is underlooked in the sense of her character. Like, just, if you have time, go back and rewatch the movies Nebula is in, then come back to this episode and, you know, tell me whether I was right or not. Because again, yes, we can argue all day that Tony Stark or all these other characters may, you know, have had plenty of movies, plenty of time and all this different character growth. But I think if you really look at it and you see how well the things she was in were made, I think she takes the cake in the sense of how her character has grown and where it is now and became the actual um, person we see on screen today.
0: I'm going to keep this brief just because we only have like 10 minutes left so I want to like briefly respond to yours and then get on to my final one and then close it out. I agree that she has good character development. I do. She she develops well throughout the films. The fact that she has the best character development in the MCU, I completely disagree. Out of all the characters in the entire MCU, I completely disagree that she has the best development. I can think of somebody from phase four that has better development than her and they had a TV series and that was Moon Knight. I think Moon Knight over a TV series had better character development than Nebula had in, you know, these last three, these last three movies. Well, I haven't seen Moon Knight, so I can't say. Yeah. (laughs) I can think of a few other characters. Um, I think Thor has had better development than her. Um, I think the Hulk has had better development than her. Um, You know, I think Wanda has had better development than her um so you know there are a few i yeah i i again i she has good development don't get me wrong but being the best i that's a hard argument because i mean you would have a lot of people coming at you with a butt because there's there are so many characters in the mcu it's well, really yeah. hard to choose like if there really is just a sole person that has the best development i think different characters have different levels of development and i think she has development she does i mean it's it's clearly shown that she does but having the best, uh, I, I I can't agree with you on that part. But I could agree that she has good character development. I just can't agree that she's the best.
1: That's understandable. That,
0: that is spicy. <laughs> yeah, that that, 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 that
1: was really one funny. I definitely but thought was good. When
0: I saw that, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Hey, well, I think we could just easily close it out. My last take is not too spicy. Um. So basically. I think Phase 3 of the MCU is better than Phase 4.
1: Just remind me of the beginning of Phase 3.
0: So, Phase 3 is the following. Phase 3 is Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. And Phase 4 was... WandaVision, The Falcon the Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki, What If, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider-Man No Way Home, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, Miss Marvel, Thor, Love and Thunder, She-Hulk, Werewolf by Night, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. And I'm simply just going to say, the reason why, even though Phase 3 had no movies in it, I mean, I'm sorry, no shows in it, overall, when you look at the projects side by side... Phase four movies, let's start with movies. Phase four movies have been debatable. All the phase four movies that have came out, you know, Black Widow, um, Thor, you know, Doctor Strange, they've all been debatable. You know, there was mm. never like, you know, oh, they were good. You know, in fact, most of the oh nice, Florida won in overtime. <laughs> um most of the movies in phase four have been debatable. They've had a lot of controversy around them, and you know, I I don't, you know, so they don't have a good uh, repertoire. Uh, the shows, I think, absolutely kill it. I think the shows are what kills it, because there are good shows like Moon Knight and WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier, but there are also terrible shows like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, um, and What If is like, What If is, is decent, but it's not the best. Um, mm-hmm. So I think when you look at it overall, just in a standard of quality, I think Phase 3 is a lot better than Phase 4. And, you know, I just want, I mean, if you want
1: to I agree.
0: make a quick remark, uh-huh. I mean
1: i yeah just because we are running out of time but i do agree in the sense of overall and you know we could talk about this all day but the projects are just you know in in certain aspects miles better um than phase four you know i again there's a lot to phase four to like but there's also a lot to dislike and i think in phase three there's really not much to dislike so i i agree and uh I think that cooled it down a little bit. Definitely, from I think my that's last that's
0: one. the perfect way to end it by just cooling down the pot a little bit. You know, for sure. And, for uh, sure. the heat. I mean, that's it, guys. I mean, that, that those those are all our takes. I mean, we <laughs> can go on and on about. We could have put together a bigger list. But, you
1: know, oh, yeah. I
0: had enough time, and this would have been like oh, a yeah. three-four part thing. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so like those a are the, the, those are just a, a, a couple. Um, I think this would be fun to do with like Star Wars um and like DC and just other things. I mean, I already thought of some for Star Wars, so it'd be like really cool to do a Star Wars hot take. Um, but uh, you know, thank you guys for coming out and uh tuning into this episode where we go over some of our own personal hot takes when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, you know, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, we always enjoy your support, you know, no matter how big or how small it is. Um, we should be back to like, you know, a pretty somewhat normal recording schedule. Um, You know, I was discussing with my brother, you know, next week we're definitely going to put out a May the 4th episode, uh, you know, just for Star Wars. Cause I mean, you know, come on. I mean, we can't put out. A yeah. Movie, you know So, um and then maybe we'll do, maybe next week will be a two, uh a two episode week because we might sit down and break down the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer uh, before the movie comes out, just to kind of get some last minute thoughts, you know, what we expect. And then maybe we'll come back after we see it. And then we'll do like a Guardians of the Galaxy breakdown. Um, so expect either just one episode or, or two episodes next week. Um, you know, I mean, we'll work out the details. But uh, no, like I said, thank you guys for coming out today. Uh, we always appreciate the support. Uh, you know, you can find us on our socials at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tucsons Podcast. That has been an O, not a U, because we are, guess what? We are two brothers. Sure. Uh, Also, check us out on YouTube. That is also Two Sons podcast. Again, that is with an O and a U because we are also two brothers, if you couldn't tell. Um, The videos come out on Wednesday for the YouTube and then the podcast episodes, you know, for Spotify, Apple uh, podcast, you know, whatever you listen to uh, podcasts on come out Thursday morning. Um, So expect these episodes Thursday morning. Expect the YouTube episodes uh, Wednesday night. Um, Depending on how, like, viewership is and, like, analytics, like, I might push the, the uh, day when I like you know post the episodes like to a different day but for now they're going to stick with Wednesday just because I mean we record on Wednesday so it's just easier to upload it right away um, yeah. but seriously thank you guys for all the support um, you know hopefully you enjoy the content coming your way uh, you know please let us know what you thought of our hot takes uh, you know give us some of your own uh, if you have any hot takes for Star Wars you know throw them in the comments below so we could maybe you know use some of those suggestions for uh, for an episode uh you know let us know what you think about Guardians of the Galaxy are you excited to see it um you know what do you think of the trailer you know what do you think is going to happen and uh with that being said uh you know I'm going to turn the the mic to my wonderful brother and uh, i hope you guys have a good day good night good evening whenever you're watching this uh may the force be with you and that is all from me
1: yes um and by the way guys you know uh again i think our audience generally enjoys more um episodes like this you know i love doing movie reviews but i think our podcast has grown more doing episodes like this so we probably will continue with this format please let us know interact with us on social media um again that is on instagram facebook twitter and now youtube all under two sons podcast that is sons with an o not a u because again we are two brothers um i think we can get you know i again my dream and hopes are to obviously get us to comic cons and stuff like that one day which is possible because i just saw that you know soups went on that podcast that we were talking about that's on tiktok that you know with the guy that has really terrible takes um you know he did some serious meat riding with soups you know to definitely get him on uh but there's no reason we can't get up to that because i I definitely think our episodes are one of a kind um but once again thank you guys for watching thank you for being patient. Um, I'm sorry that our schedule isn't as consistent as we would like it to be, hoping in the next month and a half or so it will get to that point, and we will be consistently doing this because, again, we are actually, I believe, after today, this will be our 40th episode. Um, If it is, that's crazy to me, and, you know, I can't wait to do 40 more, 400 more, even though that's not even the correct word. Um, Once again, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, stay safe, stay alert, you know, don't do anything stupid. Have a great night, great evening, good morning, good afternoon, and have a good. Have a
0: good
1: one, guys. Yeah, have a good one. (laughs)